All right, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I know some of you are thinking, man, we've been in this chapter for a while. This is the last verse in this chapter. And so um, there's so much more in this chapter. I do want to encourage you to read it all through yourself. But today we're in verse 52, and the Bible says this. In a moment, let me, let me just start a phrase before, a verse before. Verse 51 says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Paul has laid out this um, just extraordinary chapter on the resurrection and really kind of the definitive work on the resurrection as far as the New Testament goes and a lot of information, some of the stuff... uh, some of which we've, we've touched on. But he gets to the end here and he's talking about, he's going to talk about after these verses, the power of Christ and the victory that he accomplished over death and that the sting of death is gone. Um, before he does that, he just briefly talks about this, this moment that's coming, right, from our perspective and from his, this moment that's coming, this scenario, this situation that's going to happen. And there's not a lot of information on this, uh, but we know this to be the rapture of the church. So there's going to be a generation. What does that mean? The word rapture means to be violently seized or taken away. And uh, it was used oftentimes when a, a robber or a thief would come and would, would snatch away a possession from somebody so quickly that it was not even really recognized or noticed. And Paul says there's going to be this generation. And, you know, he's been talking about the process of resurrection because resurrection happens after death. You have to have death to have resurrection. It's a a miraculous reversing of the natural process. And Paul says there's a generation that's coming that is going to go, is going to skip death, right? That's going to skip the natural process and is going to go straight to resurrection. In the moment... In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, uh, the trumpet's going to sound. Those who are dead are going to be raised. And those who are alive, that Christian generation that's alive in that moment, is going to skip death and be taken straight into the presence of Christ. Uh, and First Thessalonians chapter 4 gives us a little more insight into this. You can check that chapter out at a later time. Uh, but this is the anticipation that we have, that, that we may be, and Paul lived with this, the early Christian church lived with this, they believed in the imminent return of Christ, that there was, a, that there was at, at any moment the potential, the possibility that Christ was going to return. And so that built within the believers this great, um, like I said, anticipation, this looking forward to uh, any moment of any day being the day of his return. And, and in that, in that particular generation, what's going to happen is death, like I said, will be completely skipped over. And so, so, you know, you can be about your normal business. You can be driving in the car, you can be shopping, you can be watching television with your family, you can be watching a podcast. And then all of a sudden the trumpet sounds and in the twinkling of an eye, which is really, really fast, you will be immediately in the presence of the Lord. Man, I think this is, it's called the blessed hope, right? This is the the way the scripture has described the rapture. It is the blessed hope. It is something that we look forward to and we live every day with anticipation of. You know, I think 
A lot of times we struggle in this life because we look forward to the wrong things. We have an anticipation for things that are either temporary or we have an anticipation of a pain and suffering and loss. And, and sometimes, you know, our, our mindset is just oriented around they're the only things that we see, they're the only things that we think about, and we live with great disillusionment and sorrow. Sometimes we begin our day not even looking forward to the day because we're looking forward to all the wrong things. And if we would start our day, there's so much to look forward to as a Christian, but if we would start our day with this anticipation, Lord, I'm looking forward to the fact that today might be the day that you come back for us. Today may be the day of that blessed hope, the, the returning of your son for, for me. Today I may declare Maranatha and might be out in the workforce doing my thing and then all of a sudden I'm in, in your presence. I wanna live with that sense of anticipation. And you know, it builds so much within our lives. You know, it, it really does connect us strongly relationally to the Lord because we're in communion with Him during the day, waiting for Him to return. It helps us to live in holiness and purity because we want to be busy about our Father's business. We wanna be engaged in the things that concern Him. So when He comes back for us, he finds us so doing those things that bring Him honor and praise. There's so many good things that come when you and I are looking forward to the right things. And so I want to encourage you today to just have that biblical hope built within you that today might be the day of Christ's return. Make that uh, a focal point of your day. Live with that anticipation and watch how that influences your attitude and your mindset and your experience of all that God has for you in this day. And Father, thank you that you're gonna send your son and today may be the day and we're ready, we're ready for him to come and we declare Maranatha in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.